One thing about information technology, there's always more of it coming with the power to disrupt organizations. Just out with its list of disruptors, Delight Consulting. Joining me with his insights, Deloitte's Government Chief Technology Officer, Scott Buckholtz. Mr. Buckholtz, good to have you on. Thanks for having me. So I'm looking at a long list of technologies that Deloitte believes will be disruptors. Tell us what you think is the most important disruptor in technology that, say, CIOs and agency heads should think about in the next year to 18 months. Sure. I mean, just so everybody's aware, our report, we try to look on an annual basis, 18 to 24 months out, at the trends that are impacting enterprise technology across industries and across geographies. This year, I think one of the most important trends that we're seeing is encompanied or encapsulated in our macro technology forces at work trend, if you are reading our report. And that's really looking at the forces of change that have made big impacts over the past 10 years and the forces we expect to make big change over the next 10 years. Those forces being things like digital reality, which is augmented and virtual reality, but also how we interact with technology. We've moved from typing and clicking to talking. It's also cognitive technologies, which covers artificial intelligence and machine learning and other things besides, and blockchain and others, um, because we believe that distributed trust and distribution of computing is actually likely to be significantly impactful over the next 10 years. Now, if you look at that list, clearly cloud has had an impact on the federal government, but some of the more derivative ones, blockchain is mostly experimental in the way it's being applied in government at this point. Also, the idea of augmented reality and those things here and there in the military. How far would you say some of these plows have scoured so far? I think we're starting to see the government use them more than most people appreciate. Um, For example, we actually have states who are training caseworkers in what it's like to walk into a social setting or a house uh, or other things using virtual reality techniques. We actually have a number, while it's true, we have a number of people investigating blockchain. I suspect that there are Uh, a number of blockchain implementations closer to production than people may appreciate. And in terms of AI and cognitive technologies, I also think there's more at work there than most people appreciate. What happens is a lot of times things happen small and in corners. And then when they're more mature, you know, everybody looks back and goes, oh, of course. And how far do you think that some of these have gone toward the goals, not just of cost cutting? You can see that. That's easy to measure. But in terms of, say, better customer experience, making people more productive, making people have the tools for better decision making, is that what we're also seeing occur in federal government? It is. I think, you know, ultimately, a lot of these things are, no matter how we're looking at them, they're really after achieving better mission outcomes. And If we think about AI, a lot of the uses are actually giving employees better jobs by taking the most routine and the most mundane tasks and essentially giving them to the computers. It's the next evolution in the automation that we've seen over the past 20 or 30 years. Um, And, you know, a lot in a lot of cases, we've seen people being very engaged and interested. Certainly, all of the digital reality technologies are similar in that regard. 
they improve retention and training, they offer better possibilities in remote collaboration, and all manner of other things. We're speaking with Scott Buckholtz, Government Chief Technology Officer at Deloitte Consulting. And a couple of details I wanted to ask you about some of the things next, the trends in action, as you call them. One is no ops in a serverless world. No ops in a serverless world. What is that and what should CIOs be thinking about? It's two trends that we combine together. One of them that we talk about is serverless computing. Both of these terms are a little bit misnomers. Serverless computing is really about the developers and the operators who are using the code no longer need to manage the underlying servers and infrastructure. Most of the time, it's the public cloud providers that are actually managing all of that on behalf of the teams. And so serverless is the way that we write code. It enables organizations to focus less on the minutia of managing IT and more on business outcomes. No ops is a similar trend and a related trend. It's also how we use uh, consolidation and standardization and virtualization to enable significantly more automation. So it's taking people who are currently operators and administrators and turning them into engineers moving from reactive to proactive, and reducing the amount of time and effort we spend actually with fingers on keyboard trying to fix, fix things that break, which again reduces IT's focus on sort of the down and in and enables more focus up and out on the business and the mission. And to the extent that developers are writing to non-servers, agencies don't have to have all this infrastructure to manage. That's kind of a dream come true for them, isn't it? It is, and it's often accompanied by -by pay-by-consumption models. So you can actually, we've had a number of customers seen significant reductions in costs to actually operate the platforms because they're no longer paying to provision peak capacity. They're actually paying what they need. And the other trend in action that I wanted to ask you about is connectivity of tomorrow. And there's a lot of upcoming big contracts for the next generation of, as we think about it, telecommunications, for lack of a better word. What is connectivity of tomorrow? Connectivity of tomorrow is actually two major items. One of them at the macro level, we're starting to see 5G show up and the promise of uh, connectivity and bandwidth. So getting basically speeds faster speeds on our phone and to our devices that are faster than the connections that we currently have to our computers. If you think about the last time a really big jump happened, uh, we went from flip phones to smartphones. So it's going to be really interesting to see how we evolve the connectivity as we move forward and the number of devices we can connect to those networks. On the micro level within organizations, There's a new set of technologies that enable us to manage intranets and wide area networks in as programmable things. So um, as opposed to having, again, people have to go in and fat finger configurations and manage individual devices all around the world to keep the network up and running, people can actually set up centralized policies and enforce them via software. So in some ways, the big trends that people are looking at. Yeah, connectivity of tomorrow in some ways then relates back to the no ops in the serverless world. Your ops become, as you say, programming something from remote and you don't worry about what happens in the hardware. That's absolutely true. A lot of the trends that we're seeing on the internal efficiency side really are around moving functions that have been fingers on keyboard to becoming more engineering functions, whether that's in the network, in the data center, 
Um, even with regards to security and DevSecOps, we're seeing across the spectrum a move towards engineering. And none of these technologies, none of these trends do any good to anyone until they learn what they are, learn how to use them, and buy them. So how should agencies be positioning themselves to make sure that they can take advantage of these new and emerging technologies? Absolutely. You know, our, the theme of our report this year is beyond the digital frontier. And one of our trends is, in fact, beyond the digital frontier, which is all about um, our latest approach at helping organizations think about and execute successful digital transformations. And what we've seen over the years is, uh, as opposed to having a vision that's a couple of years out and executing to it, we sometimes see organizations writ large doing what we sometimes refer to as random acts of digital. So disconnected initiatives that don't build on one another. Import, what's important for any organization in the government or outside is to have a long-term plan um, or at least a long-term set of goals that they're moving towards and then develop a program that actually executes tries things across these technologies, is willing to move quickly and fail small and learn lessons, but most importantly, do them as a unit so that momentum is built over time. And here's a question just out of the blue here. A lot of the things we've been talking about are programmable technologies, and programming is still the art of programmers. Do you envision a day when programming itself can be made so abstract that anybody can do it? We are seeing sets of technologies that are increasingly making it increasingly accessible for people who are not professional developers to be able to execute tasks. The complexity of those tasks has increased over time. You have to understand, I grew up as a developer, so part of me is skeptical that I will be entirely replaceable one day. But on the other hand, I do concede that a lot of the things that would have taken a developer years ago are now significantly more accessible to the non-technology savvy. And I would anticipate that continuing to move forward in the future. Scott Buckholt is Government Chief Technology Officer at Deloitte Consulting. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. We'll post this interview along with a link to the report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.